Hey everyone, this is Brother Wayne Clemens. I just want to thank you for tuning in with us today and being part of the worship experience here at Potter's Hope. Also, I want to tell you that there's several different venues that you'll be able to get the message in the entirety if you'd like. They're either by podcast or either going to pottershope.com where you'll also be able to listen and watch uh, for any of those times. But also, I want to encourage you to be with us in person, 8.30 Central Time at Exit 124, right there at White Mills and the Eastview Exit right off the Western Kentucky Parkway. And then also on campus, Sunday mornings here at 135 Commerce Drive uh, at 10.30. Also, our Wednesday night services at 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. But anyway, God bless you. I hope this message just um, in this time of encouragement finds you doing awesome. Be encouraged and know that Jesus loves you. God bless. It is. It's good. So the word of God said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Here's what we're going to do. Of course, you know, tonight, man, our youth are already up at the building. Uh, up at the Saving Hope building on that end. Can we just thank God that they up there? Y'all are like, well, you don't want them in the house? It's not that at all. We're going to do things a little bit different tonight. We're going to go ahead and let our other group of young people go ahead and go at this time. So uh, so if y'all going to go with Miss uh, Christy, we'll let that bunch go. And we're going to, like I said, we're going we're gonna to change it a little bit tonight. I'm going to I'm going to give you a word, and then we're going to worship. Keep it fresh, huh? If you brought your Bible, say amen. amen. If you wish you'd brought your Bible, say Amen. <laughs> Would you stand with me, please, for the reading of God's Word? Let's go to 1 Timothy. First Timothy. So the Word of God says in verse 12, in verse 12, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. Paul says, and I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me for that he counted me faithful, putting me into this ministry, who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious or insulting, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly and unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. Verse 15 is really where we're going to launch from tonight. But this is a faithful saying. Say, this is a faithful saying. The word said, and worthy of all acceptation, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Howbeit for this cause I obtained mercy, that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all the longsuffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. Now unto the king, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, today, tonight I'm so thankful for the power of your word, the presence of your word in our life. And you said it, thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against thee. That God, tonight I pray that this word, your word, would go forth. God, I pray that you'd anoint our ears tonight. God, that we wouldn't just hear, 
but that we would listen. Holy Ghost, I just pray that you just take my tongue. And God, that this word would be rich unto every soul in this place. God, your word, not mine. Mm. It's in your name, Jesus. Amen, amen. Before you sit down, turn to somebody and say, can I be honest with you? Can I, can I be honest with you? So, if we could be honest with each other now. Tonight, I'm going to give you something quick. It's just going to be kind of a quick hit, but I encourage you to take notes. So, what Paul is doing here in 1 Timothy is he's instructing one of his spiritual sons. There'll be four of these pieces here, and then there'll be one also to Titus that we'll talk about. But this circles around faithful sayings. And what that means, the word faithful there, of course, is pistos, which means that very thing, that when you look up the word faith, that's going to be your root word that you deal with. Right, And we know that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We know without faith it's impossible to please God. And he that comes to him, hallelujah, and believes in him, that when we diligently seek him, he's the one that rewards us according unto that faith. How many of you have faith in Jesus Christ? Watch, let's do this. How many of you had enough faith to be born again? How many of you had the faith to believe people can be healed through him? Amen. How many of you have the faith that Jesus Christ is going to come back? Hallelujah. Boy, y'all should have got happy right there now. Should have got happy. So what he's doing here, he's saying this to one of his spiritual sons, and he said this is a faithful saying. You'll see this marked through First and Second Timothy. And the first thing that he says is this is faithful saying, worthy of all acceptation, meaning that we all should get it. And he says this, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of who I am chief. When he's speaking this to his spiritual son, I think there's a lot of power here because he gives us the main objective, the reason that Jesus Christ came. The Word of God said Jesus himself said that very thing, that he came into this world to save sinners. He didn't come to call the righteous. He didn't come to call those that were well. He came to heal. He came to deliver. The Word of God says this in Luke 19.10, that he came to seek and to save that which is lost. That's the whole objective. And then if we begin to take that, and tonight I want you to take, I want us to take this as sons and daughters to him, just as though, just, just like he'd be speaking that to us. And he begins in a wonderful way. And it's one thing, if you just point your finger and say, you know what, you're a sinner. You're going to get nowhere. But what he does is sets wonderful groundwork in the fact that he says of who I am chief. You'll find out from both those folks that, that study psychology and different things, what they say, if you'll open the door to people and let them in, they'll begin to reveal more and more. And what that means is this. You see Paul doing that, say, listen, you're not the only sinner. I was the chief sinner. And Paul says it there, I was a blasphemer. I was an insulter. And even more than that, he drug Christians out, had Christians drug out to have them stoned and to have them killed. But when he starts this, this is a faithful saying. This is where we're beginning, that Jesus Christ came to save the lost. Our mission is to do the will of God, is to do the will of Christ. Last Sunday, there may have been 20, maybe 30 left over after the room had begun to empty out. And two people gave their life to Jesus right here. Can we give God some praise? That's what they did. People were being healed. I don't know if y'all know it or not. You know what? These people got devils in them. And guess what? Jesus will cast the devil out. Y'all like, wait a minute. That sounds spooky. Can I tell you something? 
He's able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we ask or think according to the power and according to the faith that is there. Larry reminded me again just lately again that it's not the faith in ourselves. It's not my faith in you. We should have that with brothers and sisters. But when we put all of our faith into that Jesus basket, and you know what? Even if we come before him and we say, help my unbelief, I believe in you, Jesus. I've never seen it done like this. I didn't know it could happen like that. But I'm putting all my faith in you. If you could part the Red Sea in the Old Testament, if you could shut a lion's mouth, if you could walk with three other boys in that fire, then why can't you walk with me and why can't you do those things in my life hallelujah this is a faithful saying he starts here by saying that very thing number two I'm gonna go through this pretty quick first Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1 he's saying this once again as he's setting Timothy up Timothy is a young man in the faith I'll add to this more as we go along. But he's a young man of the faith. He's been set here in this area, and he's been accompanied, of course, accompanies Paul on some different journeys and different things, but he's set forth to bring order and to even be that part to establish the church. And here we're talking about elders. He said, this is a true saying. Once again, this is a true saying or a faithful saying. If a man desires the office of a bishop, he desires a good work. The word bishop there is the word overseer. It takes on the thought of a shepherd. It takes on the, uh, the thought of just, just what it says, of overseeing things. There's one verse that when you go to Titus that really just shakes me. It really shakes me concerning elders. And you all know here the leadership of this church is elder-based. It's elder-based. And uh, in doing that, there's one in Titus 1.9 that we usually say when we ordain elders here. It says this about the criteria here. It says this, holding fast, that the elder should hold fast the faithful word as they've been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and convince the gainsayers. We're living in a time right now to where opposition against the kingdom of God. I'm not going to say it's greater than it's ever been because there's always been opposition to the kingdom of God. How many of you know we win? Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But listen, this is what it takes. It takes people with a real backbone, and it takes leadership, not just within the elder body or even deacons, but also within the church to stand together and to unite as one in the time that we are living in. You know as well as I do that the enemy is trying in every part of your life and every part of this country to divide. The Word of God says how pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell in unity. He said it's like that precious oil that ran down off of Aaron's beard when he was anointed that went all the way down to his feet. And you can always tell, Brother Charlie, when the oil hits those that really are truly anointed by God because they know that they're walking in the favor of God. They know they're walking in the power of the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost is just oozing, not just on them, but through them and even to others. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this is a faithful saying that, listen, that we need to ordain elders, that, that even pray for the elders that are here at the church. I do covet your prayers. We covet your prayers. And when I say that, I say that very humbly 
Because can I tell you something? This is the core today. When, when, when everything else is looking for the next rock star, when everybody else is looking for somebody with charisma, when everybody else is looking for a platform, can I tell you something? We need people that, listen, it doesn't matter where they ever stand before people or not, but they know they stand before God and they need to do what is right. You've heard me say it countless times. Choose character over charisma every time. Pastor, that's good. That's good for y'all. No, you're a leader too. You're a leader too. We lead. There's a county here of 26 to 28,000 people that need Jesus. I'm going to say this, and I don't mean to be offensive at all, because I believe there is, I believe there's a, a, a big amount, I don't know how many, a, a bunch of folks that are blood-bought by, by truly, by him and through him. But I'm going to keep on praying. We're going to keep on believing until the whole county's saved. Shh. Hallelujah. Pray for the leadership. This is a faithful saying. First Timothy chapter 4, would you turn there with me, please? First Timothy 4. Verses 7 through 9. I told you I was going to scoot this through you pretty quick. We've just been having some Holy Ghost meetings. I thought I better slow down and teach a little. It's kind of tough at times. Slow down. Faithful saints. Faithful saints. 1 Timothy 4, 7 through 9. Once again, speaking to young Timothy, serving as a guide in his life, but refuse profane and no wise fables, and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. This is a good one. Stick with me. It said, For bodily exercise profits little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of life that now is, and the word says, and that which is to come. This is a faithful saying worthy of all acceptation. Now, What's the point here? It's this, guys. Godliness. 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 That's a word that you used to hear in reference to someone, you know, that truly followed after the things of the Lord. When I think of godly, I think of some of those prayer warriors in my past that, have, that I know spent time on their knees that truly the godliness was upon them. That when they begin to pray, you could believe that, man, their prayers were reaching heaven. Hallelujah. And you know what? I know that I've walked in the power of the prayers of those saints of God and those true prayer warriors. I heard it said lately, and not lately, but it's been a few months back. I heard someone say this. Somebody said, you know what? We need to pray this young group in. We need to pray young people in. We need to pray this one in. We need to pray a saxophone player in. If you can play the saxophone, get with me, by the way. But anyway, we need to pray this one in. We need to pray that one in. And then somebody said, we need to pray some gray-haired ladies in. Y'all like, what are you talking about? Pray them gray-haired ladies in. Those ladies that know the power of prayer. Those ladies that know how to serve people. Those ladies that care. Those ones that truly their heart is there in that sense. So can I tell you something? Pray them in. Why? Because I look around and I'm thinking this. God, listen. We got Marys all over the place, but Lord, would you just open the heart of Martha to this church and let people be a hybrid of both Mary and Martha. Hallelujah. Absolutely, we want to sit at his feet like Mary did. But we need some people like Martha. 
Hallelujah. They'll say, you know what? I'll set the table. We need more people like that. When he says this, he said godliness, a promise of life that which is now is. I love this, the godliness of a life right now, Ashlyn, that now is. I am so thankful for the presence of God in my life that if he did not give me another day, I could just simply say, Lord, it's been such a good ride. It's been so good. Thank you for the wonderful things that I've seen. Thank you for the thousands of people maybe that I've seen come to you, Jesus. Thank you for the hundreds or ever how many that I've seen baptized. Thank you for the miracles that I've seen you perform. Thank you for the lame legs that were told to walk and they walk. Thank you for the blinded eyes that were even open spiritually, physically, or ever how that that was and even the ears that opened that could start hearing God thank you for the marriages that you put back together God thank you for the prodigals that you brought home God thank you for the change that I've seen broken God thank you that your name is greater than any other addiction thank you that your name is greater and God thank you for the revival not the revival that's on a sign, but a revival that's on your face that people can see it. And there's a joy that you didn't have that you used to be Sister Sire Puss. And guess what? Now you've got something different. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Hallelujah and glory be to God. Quit worrying about the weather. Listen. You think I'm mad out of touch with you? Listen. That revival, remember that we was talking about Sunday. That one that God has given you, whether it hits the church or not, you take the fire of God in your soul and you ask the Holy Spirit every day to blow the blow upon the embers of your soul and to light you up and to keep you lit and everywhere you go that you'll bring the life and the love of Jesus to everybody around you. If we did that, guess what? It wouldn't take long for the whole county to be saved. It wouldn't take long. You can get everything pumped into your home. 300, 400, 500 channels through Dish, through whatever else, not counting all your YouTube streaming and every other kind of, every kind of streaming. Can I tell you something? There's one stream that needs to be coming through our homes, and it's the Holy Ghost stream. Amen. Anybody ready for some living water? Praise God. But this godliness, not of what is just happening right now. But this is the thing, Mike. Can I tell you something? When the Word of God says rejoice, and again, I say rejoice. How many of y'all like hanging out with negative people? I ask this periodically. Whew. Some of you are like, I do it every day. The sad thing is this, is that you're the person. Can I tell you something? You can have joy. It's a gift of God. It's really not an earned work. For the kingdom of God. <laughs> I know y'all looking at me like, preacher, you were probably up at 2 o'clock this morning bouncing off the walls just like you are. You'd be right. But can I tell you, it's the joy, the very presence of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he says this, he says this, speaking of this faithful saying and talking about godliness, the promise of life that now is. How many of you love your life right now that Christ has given you? Some of you are all like, I don't like you. I don't. Aren't you thankful tonight that you're here and you're not at the Mayo Clinic? 
Can I tell you something? There's two ways to pray. And you can thank God for what he's given you. And you can thank God for what you don't have. I'll preach without you. This right here, that when it says that very thing, and he said, then the hope that is. One day, Miss Sue, I'll blink. My eyes will open. And I said it the other day in a funeral service. My eyes will see like they have never saw before. There'll be a heavenly lens that I'll be able to put on. And things will be clearer than they've ever been. I believe that, Tyler. Things will be more beautiful than they've ever been. And I'm thinking, how could that be? I'll hear in a greater way, Jenny, than I've ever heard. And I can't hardly imagine how I feel more than I feel here at times. Kind of like Paul, there's been times that I, and yeah, I really, there's been times I feel like I've been caught up into the third heaven. Don't throw me out. But in a prayer time, and there's been times that my eyes have seen colors that I couldn't describe. And it's in those times that there's a complete stillness and a complete nothingness that there's just nothing but Him. There's no praise music. There's no anything. There's just the wonderful worship of silence. One day when I get there, that's that godliness that it talks about, not just here, Sharon. But when I get there, <laughs> we're all going to fight, right? If we all get raptured, we're going to fight. Anyway, who gets there? Who gets to him first, right? Aren't we? You know, those songs I can only imagine that was so popular and everybody loved and we still love it. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know why I'm going to dance. I don't know when I'm going to shout. I don't know if I'm going to get the helicopter down pat. I don't know what it's going to be, right? But I do know this. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to thank him. And I don't know what I'm going to do when I look over, as much as it messes me up now to look over and see people worshiping, I don't know what it's going to be like. And I'm praying that all my crew makes it, all your crew makes it. But I don't know to say that I can't contain myself would be an understatement. This is a faithful saying, and godliness leads us. When you begin to think of godliness, it begins to take on character, it begins to take on those things. And like I said, we're humbled by those things. And, and listen, I need more of that. But what I'm saying is this, that begins to put you in the mindset of him. I'm almost done. 1 Timothy 4.12, you don't have to turn there. But he goes on to say this to Timothy. And Luke, I always think of you. Well, always, almost always when I think of this, when the scripture comes to me. It's like it would be speaking to you in a sense. And he says in 1 Timothy 4, 12, he says, Let no man despise thy youth. Right now what you're seeing happen, and it wouldn't just contain to Asbury. Now what's happening there, what's happening here, what's happening across campuses right now. We've got people that are basically, and I'm using this in a different way. But what he's saying here, don't let nobody put you down because of your age. 
Right now, I want to say it in this aspect. Let no man despise the youth. Don't let anybody right now despise what's going on in these young people. Listen, you may have very well experienced worship at a high level, and you may have already experienced multiple, countless, maybe all the time kind of worship. But can I tell you something? What I believe right now, because it's great and effectual door that's being opened, and we're, hold, we're believing, we're pushing it, trying to hold it open. Can I tell you, some people are seeing worship now and feeling worship and understanding worship for the first time. Y'all, come on, we'll go outside and finish this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let no man despise thy youth, but be an example. Thank you, Braden. Be an example of the believers. Listen, be an example of the believers. He said, don't let anybody despise thy youth. Do you remember how happy you were, how joyful you were, how much love you had when you were first born in Christ? Do you remember you wouldn't hating on nobody? You wouldn't doing none of that? You had that love? Can I tell you something? Let's go back to our first love. And let's get that where we ain't hating on people anymore. Thank you, Julie. Praise be to the king. Here's the thing. Simple. Among the believers. Among the believers. Those that don't look at you and say, is it okay if I raise my hand? Do you care if I cry? He says, do it in this way. In word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. That's an outline all to itself. But please note this. Please note this. Take this home with you and really spend some time there. Let us be that example. Let us be that example. 2 Timothy 2.11. Another faithful saying. Almost done. It's a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. Wow. I love that. When I begin to think about that, those that are dead in Christ. When Paul says, I have to crucify myself daily. That those affections, those lusts, the different things, my attitudes, my mindset, all of those things, I have to crucify that daily. And when I do that, I love that, Tracy, that when we can stop and just think about that very thing, that this is what he's saying, to be dead in Christ is yet to be alive, alive in him. Hallelujah. That when we are that, dead to ourselves, that's when we really start living. Praise team, come. Come on, come on, praise team. Almost done. Titus 3. Verses 5 through 8. Verse 5 is one of my favorites. And it says this, Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us. But according to what? How many of you guys say because you deserved it? Shouldn't be one. He saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of of the Holy Ghost, which He shed on us sparingly through Christ Jesus or through Jesus Christ our Savior. Is that what it said, Charles? He said abundantly. Shed that upon us abundantly, not sparingly. That His grace and His mercy was shed upon us abundantly. I'm going to tell you this. I like cheesecake. I don't know if I ever told you all that. Don't tease me with one bite. 
I'm thankful tonight. I just made that statement to say this, that I'm thankful for the abundance of mercy and the abundance of grace that he pours that upon us. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. The word said that being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. In verse 8, this is a faithful saying, and these things I will that thou affirm constantly that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain. Say maintain. It says that they may be careful to maintain good works. I'll be closing here. These things are good and profitable unto men. I want to spend a little time here. Thank you, Jenny. You can pedal. Be great. When he begins to lay this out, there's something about maintenance. There's something about maintenance. Have you ever seen someone that gave their life to the Lord and only to see them a few years later? And Miss Julie, they can be so downtrodden and they're just a shell, if you will, of what they once were spiritually. They used to be so full of life and their eyes were bright, but now when you look at it, there's almost a hollowness. And it doesn't have to be drug-induced. It doesn't have to be really something that's bound by relationship, maybe that's went the wrong way. But you look at them and you know that this is more than financial. This is more than relational. This is more than an addiction. This is more than that. This is spiritual. And sadly enough, I've, I've, I've reached out over the past two or three. No, I reach out. I'll just say this. In the past, I've reached out, and there'll be certain ones, if you will, you know, you throw the dog a bone and hope they come, you know. And what gets me is this, is that you'll get a call when mom's sick. You'll get a text saying, hey, Bishop. That's an affectionate word. Hey, could you remember this one? Could you remember that one? I said, yeah. And I said, hey, by the way, I miss you. How you been? Ah, oh, man, and then you get the litany of things. And what I see happen is that what used to be vibrant is now anemic. And people that once lifted their hands and tears flowed down their cheek and they were praying around this altar. Go on, you say... Pastor, what is it? It's this. Your salvation is not a one-hit wonder. I said this to the Hope Group here a while back. How many of you have ever heard of the old song, The Lion Sleeps Tonight? You ever heard of that? Anybody know who wrote it? You don't. I remember. Not that that makes me better than you. I'm just going somewhere with it. If I'm not mistaken, the name of that group was The Tokens. The reason that you didn't remember that is they were a one-hit wonder. They were a one-hit wonder. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying that's what happens many times. 
We got people up here and they hit their knees maybe one time and they never hit them again. And then somewhere down the road, and you say, it sounds like I'm being critical, but I'm not. I, I want to be truthful. That you've got to maintain good works. Now, wait a minute. He's getting into works. What are good works? Praying, fasting, worshiping God. That are really in and of itself. If you, I, I don't know that works entirely. I don't know that that encapsulates it. But here's what I'm saying is this. Is that, can I tell you something? You've got to maintain that. So he's like, I don't know where the fire of God. I'll tell you where it's at. It's in that other one. Because you've let your fire go out. Pastor, we're here tonight and it's coming a monsoon. I know. Take it to somebody. <laughs> Maintaining good works. If somebody told you you can never pray again, would you stop? If somebody told you you can never raise your hands again and worship God, would you stop? If somebody told you, don't you dare cry in here. Somebody said, stay in your seat. Don't, don't go up there and pray with no one. Would you do it? Some do. I'll end with this. I've been having battery trouble. Yeah. Having battery trouble on one of my old tractors. And I bring it in, Kenny, and I, I got I got I got three chargers. And the funniest thing is this, is that one of my nose jacked up. I know it, the needle goes everywhere on it. Now that ain't that working. I put the other one on there and it's like, ah. But I got this one little box. And it's, it's like, it's, it's one of these trickle chargers, right? And what I found out, Charlie, was this. is those other ones that I don't know whether they're working or not. But if I leave that trickle charger on there, I go to get that battery the next day. That little green light's going charged. Not the biggest box, the smallest out of all of them. But when I leave it connected, that battery is ready. When I put that thing on there and I let it maintain, I let it keep the maintenance on there. Can I tell you something? I did it today. I went out there and that old tractor fired right up. I got done with my tractor and I thought I ain't gonna need no chance this thing got a dead short in it took it back in put that battery back on charge what's that got to do with me it's a faithful saying you got to maintain good works how many of you would agree it's a good work to tell people about Jesus how many of you would would agree it's a good work to worship the Lord to give him praise it's a good work, if you will, to pray with people. And by the way, man, I just want to stop right now and give praise to God. There was somebody this week, it's been two or three, all of them got good reports to my knowledge, but there was one that in all the mindset of the doctors, there shouldn't have been no way they got back this great report that they got back. It's their story to tell. I won't tell it, but I want to say this. I know someone that God has healed and I want to give God the glory in the house it's their story to tell hallelujah hallelujah it's a faithful saying what are we going to do we're going to worship here's what you're, you, you you're going to be welcome
at this altar. Tonight, if you're lost, tonight, if you don't know Jesus, I come to Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Praise God. Praise God. So tonight, if you stand to your feet, you're welcome to. You don't have to. But if you want to, if you need to pray, let's come up and pray. I'm going to pray. I'm still praying, Charlie, that this door will stay open. That's what I'm doing. I'm praying that the doors of worship, that these young folks, that different places in our county, that God will still continue to move. Once again, I don't know if it's God moving or people moving. But if you'll join me at the altar, let's intercede together. Let's believe for revival in the heart in this community, even across this state and this region. You're welcome to join me. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to thank you once again for being with us here in our worship service today and taking the time out, which I know is so valuable to you. God bless you and be encouraged. And remember, Jesus is King. Thank you.